0: Welcome to All The Things with Tutter and Laz. In this podcast we aim to normalise all the things, especially when they're deemed taboo.
1: Thank you, thanks Laz, well done to you too. Um, thanks for tuning in guys, we are so glad to have you all with us. Yes. Um, so, how's your week been, Lazzy Daz?
0: Uh, uh, this week has been pretty, not the best, but you have those weeks, don't you? So You
1: do, you have those, but how do you pick yourself up? Yeah.
0: How do I pick myself up? Yeah sometimes I don't feel like I have to always pick myself up. I just go through the motions and mm. and yeah, I don't I don't try and like I let myself cry and let myself just feel down sometimes. Sometimes you just feel like shit and well, that, I just go through it and then I know other days are
1: are better. Well, that is getting through it, isn't yeah. it? Letting the emotions happen. Yeah. And not trying to suppress them. Yeah. Good for you,
0: but I don't necessarily like try and pick myself up. I do listen to music. I suppose that yeah. I had like I had a bath the other night.
2: Oh, I, never I love a that. bath. I know
0: I never ever, but I was like, fuck this shit. Well, like <laughs> so literally turned off all the lights and had and put some lavender essential oil. I go, love
2: my lavender. <laughs> and
0: yeah, just zoned out for like an hour in the
1: bath. Can I tell you, so I do like a bath, but I have always, and I've done it for as long as I can remember, especially in winter, mm. I love showering in the dark.
0: Yeah, you and Liana.
1: Yeah, I And really Lita. I, you, it's a thing. It's a thing. I really... I, I can't can do it. it. Yeah, no, and because I really love that like we've got um, windows that when you leave them open or even if they're half closed you still get so much of the moonlight and mm. so it's still super dark but you just have this light. I like yeah. oh, that would be nice but yeah. I
0: feel like how my bathroom set up it's just oh no that's a lie oh, yeah, I don't know I just don't like it I feel like I tried it once because I was like oh they said that this really <laughs> <laughs> so like I turned off the lights and I didn't have any candles or anything and, and I know, just no, felt no. like
1: oh this is annoying like I can <laughs> no, so sometimes I do love some candles, bath or shower, but there's just some times that I just need it to be in darkness and only have moonlight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's I, I do like some music yeah. and some bands. Yeah, it's a
0: yeah. good way to just send to yourself.
1: Yeah. So nothing else eventful for your week?
0: No, same old shit. Working, <laughs> getting anxiety about going back to the office. Same yeah. old. What about you?
1: It's school holidays. So oh, yes. I have all three babes <laughs> at home mm, mm, yeah it's overjoyed. <laughs> no it's been good I actually really love it when we're all together but um I'm still tired if anything I feel like I'm more tired but the kids are great like we've we go out at least once a day Yeah. okay granted yesterday the first time we got out was at like 2.30 because <laughs> <laughs> Judah Bo is teething and yeah but we get out and that's the main thing Uh, but other than that, it's been uneventful, but a good week nonetheless. Um, so I wanted to talk about, well, how we, firstly, this week we mentioned that we're going to be speaking about like spirituality, faith, religion. Um, and I wanted to give a precursor that we're going to be having someone join us. Yay, tonight, I know. yes, um, so that'll come later. We'll have um, Ebony yep. join us for all the things, Esther, yeah, Abby. all the things, chitty chat, mm-hmm. um, but. We've been fangirling some peeps this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this should be a new segment each week, just because I feel like we should be... Oh, a I can take that. ...woman, love, all the time. Mm. Like, we're big on that anyway.
1: Yeah. We can show love to the dudes at a later time, but this week I haven't been fangirling any guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I don't fan many guys <laughs> many. <laughs> very often. Um, but I'm, I actually like that idea as, as a little segment. Yeah. So who have you been fangirling? Um, I... Yeah,
0: I felt compelled to want to do this segment because of this girl in particular. Her name is ZZ Mills. ZZ! ZZ. Hey. And I just want to pick her up because she came onto my radar like back in um, 2018 because she actually got a lot of flack. And I only found out about her through this rapper called Giggs, this UK rapper. Um, And he was kind of doing a video about her like saying basically she got dragged through his video and about um, what she had she had a show on she had a show on youtube and um she had basically said there's this god this is a lot of back context to this but basically there's this other show (laughs) (laughs) there's this other show called um the chicken shop and i think uh, i think it's called that anyway with this balangi girl this white girl and she is really cool, actually. But she um, basically has like every rapper, every UK rapper goes on her show, um, hmm. and I don't know why. But she it's just—it's a cool show. She's, she's like really—it's one of those shows where she's really awkward, so it's kind of funny just to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, it's like a train wreck. Like, yeah, but
0: like that's her thing. And so ZZ had made a video basically saying. Um, like, it's cool that you all do this, but I would, it would be so cool if you did this for like, like a, a black person, like a black girl who's, you know, a grassroots um, TV show, you know, big up your own community and try and bring it back. Mm-hmm. And she didn't down the girl at all. Like yeah. she literally was just, the, that's what she said.
1: She noted that there was opportunity to do this. For yeah.
0: Different. Like, why, why don't they do that? And so then she got dragged. And I remember that's the first time I heard about her. Um, and she got I
1: dragged by the rappers.
0: Well, she got, well, Giggs responded, and then from Giggs, off the back of Giggs, then she got dragged, like, oh yeah, she's just a bitter black woman. Duh, duh, duh. Like, same old story. And so she got it on my radar then, and um, then I didn't think much of it. I was just like, okay, because I didn't know the backstory too well. It's just whatever. Um, but yeah, then she's come back into my radar. I gave her a follow and i just want to pick her up because she does still have this huge hate culture around her and she said it herself but i feel like where you can like give women their props and i personally i feel like why i had to stop and think why does she get so much hate and i for me i feel like is it because she's a dark-skinned black woman Mm. because she's literally been saying a lot of truths back since 2018 which even though gigs dragged her i thought she's what she was saying held true like people just got rubbed the wrong way but what she was saying was true and to this day what she says is just um, truth Um, but I noticed she got dragged she's getting dragged again now because after the uh, George Floyd um, death and you know the climate that we're in now you know, it's trendy to be talking about race and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a hot topic. And so people are now dragging her saying, oh, you're just trying to, you're just trying to get clout by speaking about this thing. And I'm like, but so she,
1: she's been about yeah, it. She's been about she's
0: it. So talking... now that, and now they want to attack so her So two her years later, else. people
1: are catching up. But
0: she's been doing it. So I'm like, what? You can't. She, she can't win. And I just, I just think, you know what? People are haters. I love her. She's my favorite follow. Yeah, That was a ZZ. long-winded story. But big up to ZZ
1: Mills. We support um, you. Yeah. And, and she's up for a rated you.
0: award as well. Um, a what award? A rated award. What's it's that? A UK kind of urban music type of culture award show. Get but it. I voted for her. I went to vote for like three shots of particular guys because they're hilarious. But then I found myself voting for her because I was like you know what I have to give my
1: fellow woman a vote but anyway Price to ZZ we're fangirling
2: you ZZ if you
0: don't know her give her a follow she's pretty hilarious she's got a show on YouTube called
1: called, cause we can cause we can oh I like that so ZZ Mills but let's tag her I'm gonna tag her yeah Um, who's your fangirl um it's, it's someone that I know personally Um, and look, I'm always fangirling her. She's one of my faves. She's one of my babes. Um, and you know her. Um, my girl Zuby. I love
2: Zuby. Zuby
1: Brown, um, aka Miss Moda. So, (laughs) uh, me and Zuby go way back. We go back at least a decade, at least. Um, but this week especially, uh, I feel like I just can say... The Zuby just continues to inspire me with how gracious she is as a person. Um You know, I think knowing the uh, the work ethic that she has. You know, she's a she's a mum, she's a wife, she's a a boss. You know, she's a boss. She's honestly, very inspiring. Yes, yeah. and I just feel as and very humble. Oh my gosh, oh my God is so <laughs> full of humility i'm just like oh, i can't believe you're as yeah. sweet and generous and so down to earth like, as she like is so successful super and, and so yeah. um so unaware of just how boss and successful and wonderful mm-hmm. she is and you know this week like we were chatting and i was just you know we talk about all of our human moments you know what i mean like we talk about where we feel the most flawed and where we feel the most um, uncertain. Yeah, uncertain about ourselves and and what we could be doing better. And it was just such a tender moment for me to realize that Zuby has so much grace in the way that she carries herself, but also the way that she she carries the relationships that she has with other people. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm all about her all the time. But this week especially, I just feel um uplifted and inspired by my my Scooby Zooby Doo. I love her. Um, I know. I, I love her, her too. Love her. And
0: she's the biggest hype woman. Like she'll always be like, yeah.
1: She is like, the like, best yes. hype woman. You know what? <laughs> Zooby is the best person to have in your corner. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, oh my gosh, yes. Like there's never oh, there's just never any She's always
0: enthusiastic for what you have going. There's
1: zero malice. There's zero takedown. There's just zero... You know, like in in a world, especially in today's society, sometimes you have your friends and you've got frenemies and people that are just like... Mm. You know how you've got those people on social media where they're like, their friends on social media, but they're not really your friends. They're just haters. Yeah. Like Zuby, whether she knows you a minute, whether she knows you an hour, a week, a year, a decade, whatever, Mm -hmm. she treats you like you are just a queen. I just love her. I I do remember
0: when I first met Zuby, when you lived in Brisbane. Yes. And out of all of your friends up there... I'm um, um, trying carefully. She, no, like no, they're all lovely, but Zoobi <clears throat> striked like her her energy strike me as really genuine. Mm. Like you could tell she was not. You know, when you meet a lot of girls, especially when you're in the club setting, you kind of get just a kind of shallowness and a, um, like a fakeness But she, mm. w- you can tell. I don't know, something about her was just a genuine through and through. Yeah.
1: She good people. <sighs> so that's my Zuby. So fangirling Zuby, I will... If you don't know who Zuby is, you should check her out. She's yeah, she just should. sweet and she's beautiful and kind. So yeah. I'm going to tag her too. Can I just say, I know... Okay, this is super fangirl, but taking it back to these Mills...
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... The thing about this girl, and that's why I'm so in awe about her, is because this is, this is the type of girl that I... I love and i wish i was more like her like mm. this girl if you follow her is so unapologetically opinionated um but articulate i love that but funny yeah but um like has the whole thing i just love You're that she's funny no but i just, that she... <laughs> Shut I just love that she um doesn't hold back and she doesn't care if people are going to take it the wrong way or whatever. Like it is what it is. That's that's her
1: truth. And she says it. And I'm just like,
0: yes, I want to be like that.
1: That's owning your queendom. Mm. That's what that is. Yes. (sighs) I like this fangirl thing. Yeah.
0: I really love fangirling on people. I should just fangirl on myself sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, let's get into this week should we go to break and then get into it or should we introduce
1: and then well i think to... it's a good well before we get into it, i think it's good to kind of carry on from the conversations that we've had right so the last couple of weeks let's get to the brunt of what we're talking about the spirituality religion faith the cu- last couple of weeks we've spoken about some really heavy topics so we've spoken about depression anxiety and mental illness as a whole and how you can be impacted as an adult um, so for those who haven't tuned in, rewind, go back, listen to the previous episodes. Um, and we speak, we spoke quite heavily on the fact that the first seven years of your life are uh, what, you know, significantly influence how you respond and react to things as an adult or how you may be challenged. So <clears throat> with, you know, yours and my experiences personally, mm-hmm. we both mentioned that how we kind of I guess, progressed through our struggles and our challenges, part of that journey was that we leaned on, you know, our faith or our spirituality. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today. And I have a really strong opinion about how spirituality is very individual Mm. and how it can be somewhat impeded by other people's, um, you know, opinions, their Their own personal beliefs, but believing that you need to feel as though theirs is what's right and yours may, that if it may be different, would be wrong. Yeah. I'm really big on that. Well, that's
0: just ego, isn't it? Because it doesn't matter what anybody thinks.
1: I I think in some, look, in some cases it's probably ego. In In some cases, I think it might be ignorance. And in some cases, I think it's out of fear. mm um, I just
0: feel like in these instances, like mind your business, <laughs> just mind, like literally it has nothing to do with anybody else. If what, what you believe and what gives you peace of mind works for you, then go with that honey. And with, if, if Christianity or, um, Islam or Buddhism or yeah. whatever, works for you then by all means yes do this
1: is where i get a little bit I confused because i and it's the same thing with like people that get real funny real funny when they come across a vegetarian or a vegan and they're like why are you a vegan i'm like oh why are you, why are you a vegetarian and parts of me are like why are you getting so sensitive about what i put in my body yeah it's really crazy um yeah so <clears throat> mind your business <laughs> mind your business that's what makes me think of fresh prints. yeah that is mind, yes, I'm mind, mind your business that's I just mind your business um so yeah I, i'm really glad that we're talking about this
0: sorry i know this is superficial and what we're about to talk about but speaking of fresh prints <gasps> Have you seen
1: August Alsina? You told... No, look, to be honest, I have not... Julia,
0: yeah, you're so crap. She doesn't even know who August Alsina is. <laughs> right, but you know what?
1: I'm going to own that I don't know who that is. And I've been focused on my kids the last week, and I heard that this has come up in the last week, yes. so tell us.
0: Okay, so August Alcina is an R&B singer from America.
1: Um, this is the Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, thing. yes, I okay. And
0: so he did an interview with Angeli Lee from The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Basically, in it. He um, aired a
1: lot well, of Well, yeah, movies. actually
0: I loved the whole interview. He was so well spoken and um so knowing of himself and the whole thing was great. And it's kind of unfortunate that they just the meet well not the media, they only but took people snippet. have just Taken this one little thing that isn't that
1: on. The, isn't that all media yeah. though? It's like oh, I mean, it was a huge this. thing. He did say yeah.
0: he's had a full on like he said that the relationship was years yeah. with Jada Pinkett Smith, who's a married woman, In obviously, order. and that uh, Will Smith gave him permission. Um, and so there's always been rumors that they've had open relationships. Yeah,
1: but the media definitely use this to their advantage to, you know, exploit a very. Oh, a very, um what do you call it? An exposé. Yeah, it was a real expose article. But that's what the media do, they it take was an article snippets. It was an interview. Oh well, that's yeah. how much I know about it. Yeah. But they'll take whatever they can and run with it, whatever they think is gonna fly. And I mean,
0: it's not just whatever they can. It was a, <laughs> it was a pretty huge statement to make about a married woman who's in the.
1: But sorry, I like I didn't listen to the interview. I haven't watched it. I haven't any of that. But for years, there's been talk about Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith having an open a, marriage. Yeah. yeah. So, I've got whatever but whatever works for you, right? Yeah, but so why is it such a surprise now that there's someone saying I was in a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith for years when it's like, well, they had an open I marriage. think just
0: because now it's just like.
1: It makes it real. It's
0: there, yeah. Okay. And so now she will, I, I get that. Now she's coming forward and she's basically tweeted that um, I'm going to bring myself to the red table. Y'all. There's oh. healing to be done. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I've got my popcorn. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm ready for this.
1: Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you Social think we could be in an open relationship? No, I'm not about it. I'm all about my Johnny. Love my Johnny. Um, no, I well, look, it's not for me. I have no issues with yeah. you know, with people that are all about that, but no, personally, I like my you know, yeah, what's that they song? They don't
0: consider themselves married though, Will Smith and Jade Pinkett Smith. They said we are no longer married, we we re. They made a new agreement with each other and they're now life partners, lifelong partners. I like that. So who knows what they've got agreed, but if it works for them.
1: See, me and Johnny consider ourselves um, eternal companions. That's, you know, With we no
0: sexies outside of
1: <laughs> each other. Uh, no. <laughs> no sexies <laughs> yes, exactly. outside. Um, yeah, <laughs> eternal companions. But that's because so that's nice. that falls under our that falls under our faith and you know the, yeah. the church that we go to. So Yeah, let's get let's into, that. into
0: that. Alright,
1: so well let's take a quick break because we are going to bring on Ebby Baby. Yeah, let's take nice a quick sister break. Oh, right. <laughs> sorry I'll drink anyway. Enjoy enjoy your feed, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll be back. Bye. all right and we're back and this time joining us we have none other than my big sissy ebby
2: what you Abby. mean what do you mean by big <laughs> well you're older i'm shorter yes i am older that's
1: yeah true. shorter but littler but my big bigger yes. sister Yes. um so we've got my sister ebony here
2: hey um, hey y'all. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. Hi. It's exciting. I've I've been a long time fan. Well, <laughs> as long as the podcast has been running, five weeks, five weeks <laughs> long, time. long time fan of these two, at least. Well,
1: yeah. Well, we are so happy that you have joined us because, as you know, it's no secret. We're talking about spirituality, religion, faith, all in a cute little bundle, yes. and. What give people a little bit of background? Why do you think I asked you to be in this conversation? <laughs> Ebony, spiritual
2: uh, guru, That's why. Spiritual yeah. <laughs> guru.
1: Well, and your earth angel, as you mentioned. my earth angel. angel.
2: Yes, yes. thank you. That's a beautiful title. Yeah. Well, um, as a little bit of insight, say obviously you guys know that we're all family, but in our family context, we might be at a special event, a big you know, extended family birthday celebration perhaps. Mm -hmm. And when the time comes to offer up a prayer before a meal, as we call it, give, you know, say grace, Mm -hmm. I'll often get a little tap on the shoulder and I'll be like, oh, um, Ebbs, yeah, cuz, can you come and say grace for us? (laughs) And I think my family often get me to do this job because I have been... um, yeah, I guess I've been studying uh, theology for quite some time now, and I have a, a general, I guess, intent to, um, yeah, drive my life towards doing what I believe I've been gifted and impassioned to do, which is serve in a formal, I guess, faith context by um, leading a church. Uh, or whatnot mm-hmm. so yeah I guess this little title of being the informal family minister or okay it's Pastor not just Emanir. informal our
1: grandma actually says
2: minister <laughs> <like
1: he. laughs> she has <laughs> had one grandkid
2: that was minister
1: <laughs> um, but
0: so when did you start going to church
2: yeah so uh, personally I think my journey as a, a I guess as an adult in terms of having a personal conscience of what it meant to explore faith or things like that occurred in my late teens early 20s and um, I had some friends that I'd known for a really long time who had belonged to a Christian church and we all uh, went through a really significant uh, season together when Mm. a friend of ours died unexpectedly in a horrible car accident Um, and yeah, I think I was only 19 when that happened Mm. and I guess my clearest memory from that season in terms of connecting it with my faith journey is that I found myself completely lost having no real concept of what I believed the meaning of life was or Mm. what the point of human existence could be if, lives can suddenly end the way that my friends did.
1: That and makes you question the entire purpose of why we're here. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. I had that classic existential crisis. And whilst I was feeling personally quite hopeless and really um, confused about not having any sense of what all of those things meant, mm-hmm. I remember observing that my friends who had faith and who were um, what they would self-identify as Christians, Christians. Yeah. that the way that they were processing the grief and loss and death of our friend just seemed so different from my experience. Mm-hmm. And so something, I guess, at least appealed to me and thought, made me think, well, what is it that they know or that they have that I don't? Mm-hmm. It seemed
1: that they were seem to be coping with the grief of, well, with the loss a lot more positively
2: yeah i guess in in hindsight i observe it as thinking they were able to place death in a much bigger context Mm. that made sense to them Mm. whereas at the time death just seemed like the most ruthless senseless experience of the human condition yeah and so watching them be able to put death still in the context of something beyond yeah um mm. life and death was probably what shaped their behavior yeah and it was very appealing i was like well you know that that thing that you've got what i observed to be a sense of hope i want it too i want that yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was But like <clears throat> so we all grew up in the same family
0: yeah. um did you not have this type of concept before? Because we did grow up. Our grandparents are very religious. Which we, like, we basically meet at the church a lot as cousins. Yeah. At our grandparents' church. Granted, it was a Samoan-speaking church. Okay, <laughs> I just answered my question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, I can't really say that the yeah. foundation yeah, of our faith was... But
0: bad. we did, like, yeah. at every family gathering, we did have the concept of praying yeah. Yeah. and Sabbath. God wasn't much... You know, Jesus and God, God yeah. that was yeah. very much a part of our culture
2: and our, and our family upbringing. culture. Yeah. 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 yeah, I guess in hindsight, what I would contrast our childhood experience being exposed to that, versus what I feel as though I live out now, Mm. was that that was this um, structure of religious practice. Mm. You know, Mm. we got told from Friday afternoon turn the TV off, sing some songs. Have your food, all
1: of your cleaning. Yeah, like, you know,
2: sing some songs, sit in church quietly, be good children in front of everyone at church. Like, to me, it was just this actual external imposition on what we were supposed to do because our family belonged to a religious, like... Structure, yeah. And Seventh day Adventist, yeah. if you're out there, shout out hey. to the sevies. We're not haters. It was just a a rigid experience yeah. as a child. Still, we, we avoid <laughs> <brownies> <laughs> on on a Friday night. Yeah. So whereas now, <laughs> I guess being being an adult and having like lived out a journey of figuring out what I personally believe yeah. and, and feel convicted by, I see now that my my spirituality and my faith is centered upon engaging in a relationship with who i understand god you know the divine the creator yeah. to be yeah. so and now this... it's relationally driven rather than rules and religion
1: yeah you know? and that's what i think is super important right like and i mentioned earlier i'm huge on the fact that you you know your faith your 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 spiritual welfare and your spiritual walk, all of that, is so individual that, you know, you mentioned that you didn't really feel a sense of, um well, that your identity in your in your faith is more confirmed and solid now because it's been an individual walk. Where, I I feel like, children, especially when you grow up in households that have such a, you know, um, a oh, i was about to say thick i don't want to say that but have such a entrenched involvement view perspective or or constant um what am i trying to say that basically have (laughs) i don't know either but when you have children that grow up in a household where a particular faith or a particular belief is constantly in their face it's constantly they're constantly surrounded by it that Every child is going to get to an age where they want to start to questions. explore or ask questions yeah. or, you know, their curiosity is going to, I don't want to say get the better of them because I don't see it getting the better of them. I think it's a good thing. Mm. But I feel as though there gets to a point where when kids are trying to, you know, seek further understanding for themselves that sometimes it can be shut down mm. and, you know, the the personal views of a parent, um, the personal beliefs and and I guess testimony and convictions can be so heavily pushed on a child that a child starts to feel as though they can't ask questions and they can't be curious i feel like
0: our parents went through that because they Mm. didn't have they had such a rigid religious
1: yes um structure of life like
0: every day they said their their church wasn't just on a saturday um but it was saturday sunday monday church um, what was it choir practice so, no Tuesday it was band practice for their parents yeah. That they, they literally lived at the church and yeah. anything outside of that was you don't know nothing. yeah there yeah. was nothing outside of mm-hmm. that so all our parents kind of rebelled from that didn't yeah they? and
1: yeah. that's where you know for mum like I can see for you and I Eb, that mum didn't push any particular agenda yeah. no, and no, I'm no, actually no. super grateful that, you know, it's funny because even growing up, although we didn't understand what was being said at the someone Seventh-day Adventist church... Apparently. I, sp- <laughs> <laughs> I still considered myself... Like, I still... If someone asked me, "Or oh, do you go to church? I was like, oh, no, I don't really go to church, but I'm Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah, so I still I identified that. as a Seventh-day Adventist because that's all that I knew. Mm. Mm. But again, I didn't have an individual journey to build my testimony. Mm. And I think it's so easy when kids get shut down during that curiosity period Mm. that they end up writing off the back of their parents' testimony and their parents' faith. And I think that can be really detrimental if you don't allow kids to seek answers for themselves. Like don't get me wrong. I feel as though it's definitely a parent's role to nurture and, and to guide a child in, in some kind of direction. But if a child then starts to seek you know, answers that may not be in the same, you know, same direction as you, you still need to allow that process to yeah. take place. And, you know, that's where I feel as though you start to see rebellion in a whole other way in generations now, where kids feel so under the pump to meet an expectation, you know, go to church on a weekend, mm-hmm. you've got to pray a certain way, you gotta think a certain way, that when they don't, they start to feel this pressure that it can almost go in the opposite direction.
0: Because as devil's advocate I just say that from someone looking into, it, like, at a church from the outside, especially for youth and adolescents, mm-hmm. like you're coming to an age where you want to explore your body sexually as well as, um, you know, express yourself in different ways with dress, how you dress, how you wear your hair, like everything makeup, is changing. PCs, you want to yeah. try and find your individuality, and I feel like a lot of the rules that are placed within religion um, can really deter children to live out their true selves mm-hmm. and kind of make put make um, kids and even adults feel bad about w- wanting to do certain things. Yeah.
1: That wanting um, to explore and express their yeah. individuality.
0: And so maybe that has an impact on how people then turn away from... Mm. Religion or whatnot. I
2: mean, yeah, because I've been observing. I've worked um for the last five years. I've worked with um teenage age kids. Like I've worked in a high school setting, and my primary role began as what they call a chaplain. It's almost like being a minister or a pastor mm. just for high school kids. You help to guide and, and nurture. Yeah, in a school setting. Yeah, and um, you get paid for that. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. I know, live the dream. <laughs> oh. But what I observed is, and I was a huge advocate for telling these kids, you need to start to explore everything, no matter what it is, whether it is elements of religion and faith, or whether it's the way that things are presented to you in the media, whether it's you know the things that you're being taught mm. in class about your yeah. subjects you need to become critical thinkers. Yeah, critical and what's thinkers. crazy is that parents want their kids to be critical thinkers. They want their kids to be woken, to be like, hey, that stuff that you're seeing on social media is not always truth. Yeah. But yet, as soon as the kid becomes critical inquirer <laughs> about the parents' you know, religious Resonance. activities, it's like, no, no, just take it. <laughs> yeah. And so, whereas I would constantly advocate for you know questioning and I would I would I would challenge them on exactly what Tata said in that I said I would explain you guys can't inherit your parents faith it doesn't Mm. work like that Mm. I'm like it's personal if you like want to just kind of pretend to call yourself a Christian because your parents call themselves Christians and take you to Christian church every Sunday at some point in your continuing development you're gonna to have to make a personal decision yeah mm. is this legit for you or not yeah and you know don't just take what even what i'm saying to you like mm. which was crazy for them to hear from an adult like yeah. don't even take what i say to you at face value but seek Truth for yourself. Yeah, seek your own truth. Yeah. yeah. And Don't I think put...
0: that's what spirituality is though, isn't it? Seeking your own truth and what aligns with you.
1: Well it's funny because I asked this question at dinner tonight. I was mm. like, how would you define spirituality? Yeah. And then, you know, Brainiac over here just kind of defines it really well, succinctly. Give
2: us, give us your definition of spirituality. Well, that's, Let's go, Minister so Edgy. <laughs> yeah. Well, all my years of um, theology training G <laughs> your <G-O-D. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um No uh, when 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 Tara posed the question tonight, I guess it just triggered in my mind how spirituality, I believe, is the way we might define our personal um, journey of seeking to both understand and connect with the divine, yeah. like however we understand that at this point, yeah. you know, whatever and the
1: divine you're you're. That's right. I mean, you...
2: divine could be understood in so many ways, and. Not just that, too, but you know, everything that I guess reaches beyond our tangible material world. Yes. You know, a, like a realm that can't be necessarily seen and touched and perfectly explained. Yeah. But. All those, the kind of things we would like toss around in our mind if we were being philosophical or existential. Like, you know, what is there beyond this? Like beyond what I can see and beyond what I can measure and beyond what I'm going to experience in this fleshly body that I've been given. Mm. What else is there? Like what goes beyond that? Yeah. So I think spirituality is every person's like longing whether that's oppressed or not but longing to really fully understand what else is there yeah. what is and, beyond themselves
1: and so and interestingly enough we spoke about when you know whether it's conversationally you might be
2: like oh you know do you go to church
1: or do you have a faith when people say oh no i'm not spiritual
2: mm, What's, yeah what... i think when people make that statement or my experience of having conversations where people will make that statement um I gauge as a sense of them saying I do not currently hold any presuppositions about what there is when it comes Abby, to <laughs> suppositions <laughs> Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry. I'm, very, I'm butting in But Abby is known for her Bloody okay, wait, no. Not vocab. only is she known for her vocab on a recent assignment that she got back, one of her professors actually said, relax with your vocabulary. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for okay. synonyms. Sorry, on <laughs> the right supposition.
2: Continue. I'm just getting ready <laughs> oh yeah, to is- When people make their statement about not regarding themselves as spiritual mm. I just think that they're suggesting that they haven't yet come to their own decision on what they believe um, exists beyond, like their own concept of the divine. Or might not even be Um, seeking it. Yeah, they might not even be interested. They might not be seeking it. um, They might not have had any um, ideas already placed into their mind. Mm. Or Mm. they might actually legitimately just have thought about it and have decided... That they there's there's science, no other, that's yeah. right. There's no other truth, or there's nothing that exists beyond the empirical, like, world that yeah. we live in. I always
0: feel like, for those people, I know those people, um, and I'm always like, really? Is,
1: is that all you think? Because that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I really sad. feel like I mean, it's sad because, <laughs> but you've also got to think, but, what? <laughs> We each have made mention that part of our turning to faith or spirituality or our longing to, you know, our search for something divine Mm. has been as a result of having experienced really, really traumatic and low, low lives of our life, life, right? And so it makes me think how other people cope and how they've come out of, you know, Mm. these really, really dark places. Mm. But, you know, if we... Because, Lauren you mentioned that it was useful for you at that time of your life going to church, but you no longer go to church. And so your walk has evolved, mm. right? And so I think that anybody that might be in a current position of I'm, I don't consider myself spiritual, mm. that doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case because they might reach a point where they start to seek something further. Yeah. But I'm really interested to know how you guys feel as though you're you know your understanding, your search for for something divine, for an understanding how that has evolved. Because yeah, Ebony and I, <clears throat> like obviously, I've seen her evolve, and she's learning that I evolved. Mm-hmm. But I want to, I want to oh, know more. Like, well, how do you the think the church that...
0: definitely saved my life? Like, Ebony was the, I don't know what the word is, the pinnacle the earth angel, that, my earth angel. She was the one that answered God, like. I'm not I don't know the divine. The divine <laughs>
1: um,
0: can only source be of all came and said to you, you know, go to Lauren, and that was answering my prayer. And then from there, obviously, I started going to church with you, and that whole season—I don't know how long it even was—and I don't even remember how yeah, old I yeah. was. Like, it's the whole thing was a wash to me. Yeah. But I remember that that is what I needed at that time, and through that, I, um, a lot of seeds were planted in my my mind and a lot of um questions came up that led me to different paths i and i just remember that while that worked for me at the time there was something that never quite sat right with me and um First of all, like, the whole um, routine of going to church, that it just ain't me. <laughs> like, every Sunday I was like, yes, I have to get in first But I was really, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be good. And, and it just doesn't, like, I'm just not... One, to go to church every Sunday. It just wasn't... just not what I do. Mm. But also just... There was always just little things that made me question. And so it just led me to different things. And so I... I don't know. Are we going down this path? I just got to a different... Wherever you want to take it. I just got to a different point where I... um, I started to question a lot of things. And I don't... And I think that was just... That period in my life was just... For me, yeah, a point that made me put specific questions in my mind that made me go down different avenues. And now I'm in a place where I'm really happy with where I am spiritually. And without that time in my life, I wouldn't have asked certain questions of um, the world around me. And and um, beyond that, it made me think of my childhood as well um, and brought those questions to the forefront. And so... Yeah, I think that's what got me to this point. And (coughs) and so I'll never... um, Yeah, I'll never... Like, there's still things that sit with me that happened in church that I think, oh, that was amazing. Like, the feeling of the spirit. And I think when you're with a bunch of people and you're worshipping something, there is an energy that you feel. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you can touch it. Mm -hmm. It's so... Real, it's not anything that's just in your head, it's tangible, yeah. And, um, but how I think about it now is that it is an energy, it's an energy that we're all feeding into. So, of course, we're going to feel it because we've all, and so maybe back then, or maybe to others, they're like, No, that's not right, it's the it's this that you're feeling. But I just feel like it was all our collective that contributed to um, those higher. The higher source, mm. um, but yeah, I, I just questioned a lot of things because, yeah, I, I won't go into. I don't know. Are we going into it? No, <laughs> oh, if you go into it, but yeah, I'm just I mean, so interested
1: as to in- like how things change from like from when you first start into seeking to mm. where you are now. Mm. Um, you know, I think, and because for me it always comes back to my like for me my kids. Like, mm. I have to remember that. Just as much as my, you know, my spiritual, my faithful walk has has evolved and has become so much bigger than what it started off as. Mm. I have to remember that that's exactly the same for my kids. Mm. And if you ever lose sight of that, then you end up boxing your children into believing that they have to stay boxed into wherever their faith sits. Yeah. And so, you know, we were talking about it tonight, where when Ebony listened to episode three she was taken aback and she, you know, she wants to talk about that so that we can process that together. And I think when I mentioned that my spiritual walk kind of started independently when I was 16 and I started going to church with Ebony, I said quite openly that I definitely leaned on Ebony's testimony because I didn't have as great a greater one. And I, she was a crutch for me. Mm. So my faith over the course of three years was more so leaning on Ebony's knowledge and just wanting to spend time with her. Mm. And then when I got to an age where I was confident and comfortable, well, not an age, I told you in that episode three that I reached rock, bo- reached rock bottom, that I started to seek, as Ebony said, we started to long for this understanding of mm. this purpose. And when I started to do that, my entire my entire understanding my entire view and my perspectives and my my conviction had completely done a 180 Mm. done
0: that totally makes sense to me is that not the right
1: grammar (laughs) okay well it had done a 180 and when I look at from when I was 16 to that age to now where I am in my thirties, I'm like, Whoa, I've come leaps and bounds. I still don't know Jack about the Bible or the book of Mormon, but you know, I know enough. And this is where I also feel as though there's, Again, even as adults, we can feel a sense of embarrassment or shame or unworthiness if we don't know a lot. Like Mm. I sit here next to Bible verse and she knows, you know, what book or what Mm. chapter of the Bible. And I sit there in awe. Mm. And sometimes I can find myself a little bit deflated thinking, oh, I don't know all of that. Mm. But I have to remember that it's individual. Mm. And although I might not know every chapter from front to back of the Book of Mormon or the Bible, my conviction and my testimony is no less significant or no less important for me because it's my walk and I continue to evolve as I seek those yeah. those truth and you know those truths for myself. Yeah. Um and so that's what I'm interested in.
0: Oh my god, remember when we went to Uganda and I was like, I'm
1: gonna read the whole Bible. Sure. How's, that to end. How's that going? How's that going
2: That is impossible. Uh, how many <laughs> wait, how many years ago was that? That was two thousand and eight. Yeah. <laughs> Um. If it makes you feel any better, like I've been on and off studying the Bible, like for proper tertiary education, and I still don't think I've read the whole thing. Hmm. Um, Where our parents go... have
1: read it front to back a trillion times, <laughs> and <laughs> but, grandma okay. knows it off by heart. But that
2: shows you too, though. Like have, just reading the actual book, you know, and then doesn't claiming to know it yeah. doesn't literally there's so transform many
0: interpretations you.
1: Interpretations of it, though. Yeah, there's lots of versions.
2: But um, yeah. even your personal of interpretation of reading the word, hundred um, percent, like, and that's that's what causes the greatest divisions, divide, essentially, yeah. mm. in varied Christian denominations, um, is is the interpretive process, and it's mm. just so to me, like, I think a big part of how my faith has evolved is. Uh, you start out with this natural zeal because there's a novelty when you first discover something and you're Mm -hmm. like this religion like this is great, this Jesus guy that everyone keeps talking (laughs) about in this church he's wonderful (laughs) and you just start out like with this, almost this blind kind of you know, euphoric experience. You're just, like, going through the motions going, I love this. And then as time goes on and questions... Joyful, joyful. (laughs) It's in my head. It's in my head. But, yeah, like, as time goes on and you're sitting in that space for long enough to then start asking questions, you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. There (laughs) was things that just didn't... You know what didn't sit right? Sorry to cut you off. No. There was
0: this thing that someone i don't know if it was er, someone was up on i don't know the pulpit the, the pulpit i was going to say the stage anyway <laughs> up the that front works. of the church and they said you know we it's good to come together you know god only asks gives us free will and god just asks us asks for us to come on sunday and worship him and to this day that didn't sit with me because i was like why would a god um who to me is supposed to have no ego has it, he is he i say he but actually i do believe that there is no gender god is a fluid god is all around god is within and so i just say he because that's what
2: I'm no, used yeah, to culturally yeah, yeah. Say.
0: um but yeah he wouldn't ask the god that i know wouldn't ask us to need us to worship him i felt like that was our own rule that we've made for ourselves and i was like it didn't
2: like, why does he need us to worship him? He doesn't really need well, that. I guess there could be a distinction between need and want. Mm. or even need and, you know, because if we, like, in the Christian tradition, God is recognized as being the creator and mm. the giver of life and the one who holds all things in his power, like mm. literally the... The very corners of the universe and surely as well us as a human race and so not even so much you know God wanting our worship but being deserving so like does that make sense like but I mean if if there are things this I've heard things in church in church like settings that make me go oh, hang on a minute there. Like, and I think... Same. I think that's why it's important that anyone engaging in any form of spiritual exploration... Yeah. ...have it with their full eyes open and their yeah. ears, you know, pricked yeah. and they're to like... critically think. Yeah, exactly. That. So I, I love that it raised questions enough for you to stop and go, mm. well, hang on, where does that fit mm. in the full picture of how I understand the divine to be? Mm. And so... I think for me after that like honeymoon phase of you know thinking oh this like cool little faith thing I've started is great Mm -hmm. um, those questions started popping up as well but I guess for me it made me I was still increasingly convinced that there was something to be discovered in the Bible itself yeah Um, and so I guess when we talk about the issue of interpretation the first step before that is translation you know, we're talking about a text that was written in Hebrew or ancient Greek. Yeah. And so even the process of going, trying mm. to take it from that to what, you know, there's no equivalent English word. So yeah. what do we do with this? Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. like yeah. Even that is problematic. And that's what drove me to go and study properly, like, yeah. you know, to study those languages and to start to do the work in translation and go, oh my gosh, like this single Hebrew word actually has so much more meaning if I get what it meant in its culture and context. Yeah. And so that's what drove me and evolved my faith was to just go to what I believe to be part of the source of revelation Mm. um, was to read more into this ancient text and find out if it had more to say that helped me fit the big picture together. Mm. And I think the biggest thing for me that has evolved is that genuine critique of the religious structure. Yeah. Uh, Because the biggest thing I'm getting frustrated by, even now, as a very devout Christian, as someone who wants to literally structure my entire life on a vocation surrounding, you know, church life, I'm still extremely frustrated by the ways in which formal religion looks to impose itself on... On other people, yeah, and, and on yeah. and on, even members. And that's like, the, that's the think... parent.
1: That's the, 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 that's the. And I'm not saying that all parents are like this. Again, but that's the strict parent that mm-hmm. you can't move outside of. You know these corners. Yeah. yeah, I
0: started looking at it though. Also, as I started to try and learn about myself as a black woman, I started looking at even as a Polynesian woman. Started looking at what was what were our cultures before missionaries came and brought Christianity or before they enslaved African people and told them you do no longer have your religion or your spirituality. You will now use the Bible and oh, we're going to control you with that. And so then I started to think, okay, what happened? What came before that? And because I watched things like um, uh, Roots, even though I couldn't watch the whole thing because I'm a baby and I can't watch those traumatic things. But I... There's something about Kutukente and how he was like, no, my people didn't do this. We prayed to X, Y, and Z. And something about the raw uh, traditionalist African spirituality that I was like, yo, that was taken away from us. And what was that Mm. before this was given to us? There has to be, that was there for thousands and thousands of years. And there has to be something in that that, speaks to my soul and a lot of that was like speaking to your ancestors and finding guidance through them and that resonated with me on a deeper Mm. level than even anything that resonated with me when i went to church and was trying Mm. to understand the bible was connecting to my ancestors and using them as a guide and knowing that god i then learned that god is actually just within me everything i need is within me and everything we are all the same. We are all God and we are, um, it is all around us. We are all one. And so that is what led me to how I am now and um,
1: what I believe at, When now, you look at Polynesian I, proverbs yeah. as well, like there's some beautiful Simon proverbs where, it, you know, and this is obviously before, you know, colonization took place. It's all about, um, you know, their relationship with the earth. Mm. with their relationship with them you know their villages and them as a community and how they i'm not even want to say survive but how they literally embraced everything to become yeah they had
0: respect yeah for everything for everything because it was all one and it all worked cohesively and i think yeah i think when i look at african people such a in particular. big topic, man like yeah. you can just
1: delve so deep into so many different aspects of of it and that's yep. what i mean it's so well, the Bible individual especially
0: was was given to them because africans had their own spirituality and they believe like i'd rather die than be enslaved like this and be tortured like this mm. and so they had too many slaves killing themselves because they had a different connection they that wasn't a sin to them. It was like, I'm going to pass on to my the next realm or what comes after this because this is not the way. Mm. And because so many people were killing themselves and uh, committing suicide, then they gave them the Bible and said, ah, this, like, you will not practice this. This is what the Bible says. You cannot kill yourself because, you know, damnation to you if you kill yeah. yourself. And then that's how they controlled them. And so um, that made me want to look beyond... That, and um, and search for a different type of
1: yeah. Uh, I love how it's evolved. I guess. My, oh, what were we going to say? Oh Sorry. no, I was
2: just going to say, like, I love that for sure, and I think that that is really another form of what I was saying. I'm frustrated by is because I believe the way humans handle like. Um, the Bible or teachings or whatever,
0: Mm.
2: it's um, some friends of mine that are starting a a new church keep using this phrase that we need to de-weaponize the Bible. Mm. Because if humans are using the Bible as a um, form of ammunition Mm. to stop or to... Instilling fear. Yeah, to do something towards other people. They've missed the point. Yes. like, And so I think to, to me as someone who is still genuinely enthralled by the person of Jesus who is taught about in the Bible, mm. I'm tired of seeing people use the Bible in a way that actually does not point to Jesus at all yep. and use the Bible in a way that actually drives people... Further away, yeah. um, rather than introduce them to the person of Christ who's revealed Himself in the Bible. So mm-hmm. we've got to de-weaponize all religious, you know, texts or teachings. Like, yeah. you know, if you're using them to harm or slay or whatever you're doing with it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I
0: there's this um, this proverb no what would you call it? okay there's this thing that was said by chief pontiac i probably said that wrong back in 1769 he says they came with the bible and their religion um and their religion stole our land crushed our spirit and now tell us we should be thankful to the lord for being saved and I once got told, like, I, one of my questions was to missionaries, and there were Mormon missionaries that used to come and speak to me, like, every week. Because I didn't have the heart to tell them, look, guys, no.
1: <laughs> you were also still a teenager. <laughs> yeah, teenager. I met them when I, I came always, to your house. And they
0: were always so lovely, and so they'd come and talk to me. But they, I remember they, I said to them, well, what if um, you never had the opportunity to know the Bible? And so you just lived your life in ignorance and then you die and they said, oh, yeah, then they're fine They'd go to the um, heaven because they never knew and I said so then then why do you tell anyone? <laughs> 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 just, just let everyone be ignorant! Just let people live their lives! Um,
1: no, but because it goes, you know, it's but a but the opportunity.
0: To, it goes back to how native cultures uh, lived around the world before colonization and the respect that they had for each other for the earth da, 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 that worked for thousands of years That's what i, I yeah. was trying to get to.
1: i think there's more context to the answer that they've given you that they should <laughs> yeah. have let <laid> you know <laughs> um but yeah no i get that i get that i think th- and this leads me to the question like you know because we, we all have different again it's individual, we all have individual beliefs and views. Yeah. So like how do you think that, that will your, your personal your personal stance will influence the way that you raise your children spiritually?
0: Personally for me I just want Chima to grow up feeling comfortable enough to explore what aligns best with his soul. And not feel like I'm gonna judge him or his dad's gonna judge him. Like, I want him to be able to do what he feels aligns with himself. Mm. And he can come and tell us, and I can be like, Does that make you happy, son? Because if that makes you happy and you feel like that resonates with you, by all means. Mm. So, how do you do um,
1: that? I like that. How do you build that foundation, though, right? Because, like, and this is me maybe trying to see it from both sides, because people that. You know, um individuals that say, "Oh, I'm not spiritual." Mm. Some of them don't have any foundation mm. of faith or spiritual. Sad, not
0: gonna
2: lie. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, like, so that's what I mean. How do you build the foundation in order for Chima to have some kind of guidance and then feel free enough, as you mentioned, for him to find he- and you know pave his own way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I think I do this now, and I think I instill little seeds in his mind because. My whole thing is respect everything, not just human beings, but respect the ant, respect, creation. you know, yeah, mm. respect creation. And I tell him, I've told him this from day dot, like when we were little and when he was tiny in the park, I'd say, can you hear that, son? That's the trees talking to you when they're like waving in the wind. And I tell him like, go touch the tree and talk to the tree and still to this day he be like "Mom, what do you think the tree is mm. saying to me mm. and I'm like oh, I don't know you have to listen <laughs> like and everything like, that's why you say a sweet say prayer stuff with him like, as well. yeah we say prayers yeah. at night and we thank our ancestors for guiding us we thank God for giving us a beautiful day and you know like I just trying to instill in him a sense of um, respect for everything and, and so something divine yeah yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he'll grow up to understand like or question why do we have to respect everything or why did my mum you know yeah, tell me this and and from there he can do whatever he wants with it. That, mm. but that's what about you like, I don't know. what do
2: you me think? Ebony oh my hypothetical You're... children <laughs> how, how will I guide the future mini Ebony's <laughs> Cool. Too. Yeah, that's true, you are that's awesome. true. And you play a very, <laughs> very influential
1: role in, you know, how I have discussions around with my kids as what well. What that
2: means is when we've been having COVID based at home <laughs> ISO church services on a Sunday, they throw me the good old hospital pass five minutes before service. Like, no, oh, thanks, go. Auntie oh, Ebony. And Auntie Ebony's gonna give a message. <laughs> it's like, oh great. So I've had 30 seconds of preparation. <laughs> I just no. you, she's Sorry.
0: still
2: a great storyteller. <laughs> no, so I think my desire, and I'd like to think that both in my role as an aunt or even my role as an educator and um, guide to students' lives, that I've developed a, a hope that, like I mentioned earlier, from seeing childhood as being exposed to this religion and this, you know his ritual and routine and expectation around this formal religious structure Mm. to then personally now holding what I would consider to be a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, I would hope to guide my kids in the way that I would want to introduce them to any person. So Mm. if I, you know, if they hadn't met their aunt who lives overseas yet and i keep saying oh you wait till your auntie comes back to australia and you get to meet her and you know you're gonna see that she's so lovely and and just to kind of want to introduce my kids to the person that i believe i've met and have a relationship with but know that they need the freedom to decide whether they want that relationship for themselves Um, So I think that would really shape the way I would like to parent. But that alongside with just genuinely wanting to model and live out a life of faith that isn't just about, hey, guys, we go to this one place every Sunday. Mm. But that... I think the... COVID's provided that opportunity as well. Yeah, right? but, mm. like, the way that I, they see me interact with everyone, mm. the way that they see me wanting to be charitable, to be gracious, to be generous, yeah. to have my character resemble the love that I think Jesus has modelled. Mm. Like, I want my kids to see that and be like, oh, well, if, if mum's like that... She must be trying to imitate someone pretty cool, who is it? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, yeah, it would be about that introduction on a relational level, but also the kind of example, like modeling how I believe my faith shapes the way I live my life. yeah, um, and wanting that to appeal to them, but not, you know, okay, here, right. this is your choice. Yeah. you know, gotta make it. like, yeah, yeah, I think
1: well, everything you guys said. No. <laughs> no I think um like again I'm huge on on communication on the dialogue that you have and I think having those conversations with my kids where they can ask questions or they can actually you know however way their understanding works at the moment the age that they're at talk with them about how they feel in particular circumstances because I think that's really important for kids to learn to trust their intuition Mm. um and because i might be saying one thing and i might be feeling a certain way and feeling as i'm conveying it clearly but their their intuition and the feelings that they get that you know i guess personal conviction as i would probably call it may be different i i want to talk about those things with them so that they know they can start to question that now yeah and you know I guess, you know, talking about traits and, and particular characteristics that, you know, we believe that Jesus would have embodied or, you know, just principles of kindness and respect and love, Mm -hmm. love being the center of things. Those are the conversations that I like having with the kids and being able to give them real life examples of things that they've experienced in Mm -hmm. order for them to understand what those things mean. You know, I think one of the best conversations that we've had more recently is around forgiveness. And how that makes them feel. And so, you know, when we talk about it in the context of, you know, us, well, Heavenly Father and and Jesus Christ having experienced everything we feel. Mm. And, you know, being able to have a conversation with them because they already know what it feels like to be sad or to be happy or to be frustrated. Mm. When we spoke recently about forgiveness, I said, who is forgiveness more for? And... Um, so I was talking to either and I, and I, we were talking about her um, not wanting, she didn't want to forgive Ari because I, I think he'd hit her. I can't remember, but he, he'd hurt her and she was upset. She was angry with him. And, um, and when I asked her who was forgiveness for, she said, well, for Ari. And I said, not really. And I said, it's, it's, it's great for Ari if you forgive him. And I said, but the important part, um, and cause I needed her to understand what it felt like. Right? Because it would always benefit Ari. Mm. But I said forgiveness means that you actually benefit from it greater because you lighten your heart from feeling the weight of anger and frustration and sadness. Yeah. And you know she even gave me a different example of when that would have been helpful for her knowing that forgiveness made her heart feel lighter and her heart feel happier mm. when she was able to release this resentment towards her brother so for me it's about having the conversations where the kids feel like they can learn and grow and trust their intuition
0: yeah i love that yeah
1: mm-hmm. um Um, This has been a really great conversation Yeah I feel
0: like this conversation could go on and on on
1: on on on. on It could go on and on and on And we
0: have like gone Ooh looking at the time
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. Pleasure. It won't be the last I wanted time. I want to
0: actually hear more about this new church. Actually, yes. And what will the imagery be like? Will it be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus? Because I'm not about that. Okay? <laughs> well, you'll be, be pleased true. to know
2: it will be. Um, not exclusively, nor literally referencing God in male gender. Yes. So. Anyway. Well, it shouldn't be
0: anyway, because who are we as humans to put a gender on God?
2: I hear. We don't know. I hear. Well, there's a little preview. <laughs> yeah, so I'm this...
0: excited. I could go to this church. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: As long as
1: it's not on the same day and at the same time. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weekly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it won't be the last time that you join us will it Maybe. no I hope not no no but thanks for joining us uh, Yay. So we've good. taken up lots of time but yep. next week Next week we're gonna
0: talk. Next week we
1: are back to some pettiness. I've got pettiness
0: inside me. I want you to. Okay, Laz and her
1: petty, pettiness uh, coming out next week. Know. But we're also gonna talk about self-image. Yes, yeah, self-image. Self image, our relationship with our bodies.
0: Comparing ourselves. Social Ugh. imagery that is constantly bombarding us on social media. Yes,
1: that is the problem.
0: Subconsciously affects us even though we think we're grown and it doesn't.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know. Small, we're affected. So, tune in next week, guys. Episode six. We love you all. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to All the Things. You can follow us on Instagram at allthethings.talk. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast fix. We hope you join us next week for conversations on All the Things.